Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <coughs> oh no. <laughs> when I put ones up, well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the tribal chief. Oh, yes, it's true. When I spear, yeah, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who's spearing f***ing you. <laughs> if I hoo well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the one who hoo just you. <laughs> And if I wrestle, yeah, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to mean a man who gets acknowledgement from you. But I have reigned 500 days and I have reigned 500 more just to be the man who reigned a thousand days with lots of bloodline lore. Beautiful. Andy Murray is not going to be happy with this, by the way. I think he might fight you if he can get away with that. So, yeah, by the way, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil Chambers from What Culture. And full disclosure, we were going to be joined by Andy Murray. Who, but maybe he's, maybe he's peaked these notes before he came in. Maybe. Because he's. Maybe that's what gave him a migraine. He was going to be joining us, but yeah, he's got, unfortunately, got a migraine. Um, he and just he, knew something in his Scottish senses were tingling. Something's off. <laughs> so yeah, I had made that for him. <laughs> but um, maybe it's for the best. Maybe. Yeah. He'll still he'll appreciate it. I'll make he sure he hears it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Maybe as I'll many send him, times as possible. I'll send him a voice note later or something. <laughs> hey, mate, just uh, make sure you're all right. By the way, if you heard the beginnings of wrestling culture this week. Uh, anyway, joined by Full Chambers to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, for now, uh, <laughs> pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a mega quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. I should say, by the way, Rampage looks really good tonight. It does actually. For yeah, Lee Mariotti versus Bloody uh, Yes, we will. Uh, we'll be switching over to AW Collision, which we will talk about yeah. in due course. But I'm joined by Phil Chambers back from his trip to Las Vegas. How was it? A bit of a different team as well this time. It was, yeah. It was a bit of a different trip. Normally, like we go over for like a WrestleMania or something like that. So it's like busy, busy, busy yeah. show, 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 show. Whereas this was like, ah, oh, Dynamite's on the Wednesday and Double or Nothing's on the Sunday. What the hell are we gonna do to pass our time? <laughs> uh, it turns out what we did is just drank a buttload of two dollar beers yeah <laughs> dadley's <laughs> were telling me about this and it just made me like was very happy for them they sound like they had a great time well until they landed and didn't have their luggage. <laughs> that's a different story um <laughs> was very happy for them obviously i was lucky enough to go to los angeles for wrestlemania so i'm not going to be you know green with envy or anything like that but by god do i love las vegas it is a stupid, stupid city. I couldn't live there. <laughs> I could absolutely not live there. I'm astonished you did a week. Yeah. A I think most I've done is like time. four days. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it's weirdly enough my third time to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. First time I went to Las Vegas, I was like, I'm never going to come here again. Let's do all the Vegas stuff. And then we got twice sent for double or nothing. For double now, or nothing. Yeah. And then now this one's come along. But yeah, uh, it was very, very good fun, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah Vegas is a ridiculous city. It's stupid. Roller coaster's it good. Exist. Uh, it's a city in the desert. What the f? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, roller coaster is really good. Um, pretty much the first full day we were there, me and Hamlet went on the roller coaster uh, New York, New York that goes outside. That was like our first big stupid childish thing of the day. And then on uh, it was Saturday night because we'd like we'd been out for a bit and like everyone was knackered at that by that point. And it was like, oh, well, everyone else was kind of going to bed. And so, like, me and Hamlet were like, oh, well, we'll just have, like, one beer. Yeah. Like, in the hotel, like a yeah. little $2 beer or something, and then go to bed. And it tweaked to me. It's like, ah, Double or Nothing's tomorrow night. We've got loads of work that we had to do after Double or Nothing. Yeah. So this was pretty much going to be our last free night in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, you flew back on Monday, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we flew back so. on Monday. And I was literally, like, me and Hamlet were in Hooters <laughs> at, <laughs> at 3 a.m. in the morning after Double or Nothing doing our work. So it was like, we weren't going to get a no. night out. Um, so it was like, this was our last chance. And Hamlet was like, it, 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 immediately you could see it in his eyes from being really, really tired and wanting to go to bed to just all of a sudden, okay, let, let's do this now. It's yeah. last night in Vegas, like switch on all of a sudden. Yeah, let's go for it. I and love so, the fact that, you know, Miller's very responsible. He's a very disciplined man, of course. Yes, absolutely. Sidgwick's a father and he, he knows his limits. Yeah. And Hamlet's just a big kid. <laughs> yeah, massive kid. So it was like 11 o'clock at night or something. We'd gone for a pint. We'd gone to Excalibur, the weird castle one, because we hadn't the been in there. The, yeah. Not the commentator. Uh, and we sat down in a bar in there and bought a drink. And we were like, what we like? We were trying to like plan out what we were going to do tomorrow as our like last day before Double or Nothing. And we wanted to go on all the roller coasters at like Circus Circus and on the top of the mm-hmm. Strat and stuff. I've never been there. Yeah. And so we were like, we were doing it like, oh, can we figure it out? Like, are we going to have time before Double or Nothing? Like, what are we going to do with Sidgwick and Miller? Because Sidgwick and Miller both hate roller coasters. <laughs> Miller hate Miller's afraid of heights. So it's like it's like taking them to these places is yeah. really mean. And then Hamlet just went. Why don't we just go now? So it we, never ends, does so it? It never ends. So we took our pints, jumped on the monorail, still with our beers, headed off down to Circus Circus, and like two stupid little kids at quarter past eleven went on like roller coasters like six times in Circus Circus because we bought our little wristband and just kept on going around. You know the thing where you get off and you're like, I just run straight back round into the queue. There's no and one on straight it. Back. No, there was no yeah. queues. <laughs> but you had to like just run round and jump straight back on and get it. So yeah, we just went on like six awesome. roller coasters in Circus Circus at like midnight. I think I think my favorite thing I've seen or heard from the trip so far, as much you know, it's always amazing to see that visual of Miller, especially when it starts. Because like it's a when big I was crowd this time, yeah, when I was filming, I'd I'd. We'd be setting up, and obviously you've got you've got the the camera set up, which is kind of basic, but it does have a light on it, and it will that will attract like yeah. moths to a flame will attract what yeah. they're doing over there attracts attention. And uh, but Miller starts off those videos. He basically just you know you go you ready yeah let's go, and he starts, and people just go oh there's Simon Miller, and then by the end it's half the stadium basically yeah. surrounding him and. Well, usually causing problems for security, yep. to be perfectly honest. But I think my favourite one is, if you haven't seen it, the clipping uh, Ring of Honor ups and downs that he did just well, just on the street, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. What yeah. a coincidence that was. Absolute pure coincidence. Not planned at all. On the streets outside uh, near New York, New York, and on the strip. Uh, just filming Ring of Honor. He was doing his thing because Ring of Honor had like a three-hour show, so the poor guy had to watch <laughs> Ring of Honor while doing his cardio in the After morning. Dynamite and Rampage. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so he did that, and then we ran out, and he was just trying to like get through it as quickly as possible, like Excalibur. And I just saw this guy appear from the side, and he kind of wandered on. He looked over at Miller, and then he stopped looking at him, and then like walked up to him and like just tapped him on the shoulder. And Miller's face was priceless because I I could obviously see who it was, and he couldn't because he was looking at me. And he just turned around. He's like, "All right, mate," thinking it was just a fan yeah. or something that had come to say hi. And there it is, Ethan Page, and he just explodes. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Uh, and then, yeah, I can confirm Ethan Page is a lovely, lovely Aww. man. Um, crediting Simon Miller for getting Ethan Page a job and keeping him a job in AEW because wow. of how many time, uh, nice things Simon Miller said about he him. Which I, like it might be a bit much. You're a talented guy, yeah. Ethan Page. It's not just Simon Miller. But absolutely lovely guy. Uh, and just, yeah, complete random bumping That's into amazing. him on the streets. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a weird, like you say, because normally with like a WrestleMania week, for example, we like get there and it's like, Normally, if schedule allows, we'll like watch Dynamite in a bar and start it there, and then it's just off to the races. We've got Wale Mania, we've got uh, Ring of Honor shows nowadays, of course. You've got NXT, you've got two nights of WrestleMania, you've got the SmackDown before WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. It is just nonstop. And you were busy the whole week, obviously, yep. but it must have been surreal to be like, and uh, I say surreal because. You go, okay, Wednesday. And in my head, I'm going, well, they've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like Friday, you got, like, kind of SmackDown. And, and you know, obviously, we had a, an insane weekend of, of pay-per-views and premium live events and what have you. So it wasn't yep. just that. But 
Talk me through how Thunder Rosa ended up on our live streams. <laughs> so basically, Simon Mellow and Thunder Rosa are just best friends now, yeah. it seems, at this point. Um, so like as soon as we basically landed, Thunder Rosa was like, hey, you want to hang out kind of thing, uh, which is an odd thing to say just in general. <laughs> um, so we ended up hanging out with Thunder Rosa loads of time mm. over, the, over the course of the... Were we there the first time that they met up? When yeah, he was in Dallas, so. when he yeah. went and did the filming for her vlog. Yeah, I for think a it taco was. vlog thing. Yeah. Um, go check out um, the yeah. Thunder Rose's YouTube channel. I'm going to be on one of them at some point soon because it's just a weird <laughs> life that I seem to apparently lead. Um, so we met up with her on the Thursday after Dynamite and went and had a dinner with Thunder Rosa, like you do, just perfectly normal life. Yeah. <laughs> and then. We were kind of joking that, oh, you should come on the live stream. And she's like, yeah, well, and we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like that simple. Like, yeah, fine, whatever. Who cares? I'll go on your live stream. <laughs> so it's like she was either going to come for SmackDown or Night of Champions. And she chose Night of Champions, obviously. Smart. Uh, and it's even funnier because that whole stream I'd literally just canceled. I'd put in, in the chat, like, it's not working on our hotel Wi-Fi. We can't get, like, a, a VPN. I couldn't sign up to Peacock to watch the stream. Oh, Because I didn't have, like, yeah. American bank details or something. So I was trying, like, a VPN to do the WWE Network, but the streaming thing, like, wasn't working at all. It was, like, stuttering loads, and we weren't going to actually be able to watch the show along with anything. So I'd basically cancel it, and then Thunder Rosa appears. Uh, with um, an Ethernet cable and a um, Peacock subscription. <laughs> so, so we watched the entire pay-per-view on Thunder Rosa's Peacock subscription. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, so she basically said like, that. At, like, 10 in the morning, presumably. At 10 in the morning, yeah. So not only did she appear on the stream for half an hour because she had a... She stayed as late as she could because she had an AEW meeting. That she had to <laughs> gotta get, get off. Gotta get off. Gotta go do my normal thing. Um, that we, uh, yeah, she saved the entire stream, basically. So massive shout-out to Thunder yeah. Rosa. 100% go check out her Legend. YouTube channel. She's a lovely, lovely person. There's some footage that I got that's going to be going up on our YouTube channel at some point, probably next week, uh, of her randomly singing in a bar to Simon Miller, which is the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. She just spontaneously burst out into song in the middle of a Good bar. Voice. <laughs> yeah, We went to see, uh, you know, the Porn Stars TV show? Yes. We went to see their porn shop in Vegas. Ah. Like she took us there and like got us like a tour and we met some of the porn stars guys. Uh, and um, yeah, then after that, got us like a meal in a, like a restaurant thing that's like connected to the porn stars thing. Wow. And then she was like plying me with, uh, we had tequila shots. They made, because Simon Miller doesn't drink, obviously, they made like a little tequila shot of water for Simon oh. Miller, but with like the lime and the salt and everything. So he could <laughs> just kind of join in, which was quite sweet. And then she started plying me with mezcal, which I'd never had before, oh, which is lovely, by the way. So <laughs> singing to Simon Miller is probably like a tequila, a pint and two mezcals deep <laughs> into an afternoon drinking <laughs> with Thunder Rosa. It's a strange, strange life. It is such a weird bubble we enter into, isn't it? Because, like, you know, it's a, an amazing job that we have. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, a nine-to-five job for the most part, streams aside. Yeah. We come in, it's just all of us, hang out. We talk about wrestling anyway, and then we go on camera or on podcasts and talk about wrestling. And then we have these weird jaunts where we're surrounded by wrestling fans. Simon Miller can't walk down a street without yeah. getting accosted. And then it's like, oh, yeah. We were just hanging out, and then here comes Thunder Rosa, or yeah, Ethan Page, or whoever it may be, or some. You know, on some occasions, you know, you're in more of a professional setting. Let's say I don't know, like a, a press conference or something. But it's your, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic because you have to be professional, but then also your best friends the other side of the desk, and then they go and say something like, "Well, I don't know, something like one of the only professional wrestling <laughs> podcasts that's actually worth a." F <laughs> so you're not there for that because you're I'm filming. I'm not there for that. No, you're filming ups and downs. I assume. Yeah, we're outside getting swarmed and moved on by security three times. <laughs> so I've not got this from the Dudley, so I'm going to get it from you. How do they break that news to you when you meet back up? We saw this on Twitter before we'd even meet because the <laughs> press conference was long, right? It was like two no. hours long or something. Tony, Tony Khan, press Tony Khan talked for like 45 minutes on his own. <laughs> Who knew? So that was that one where you're like, oh, he's wrapping this up pretty early. We've just yeah. got the TK. Oh, wait a second. So that went for like two hours, and then it's like a 20-minute walk back to the hotel from uh, the T-Mobile Arena for those guys. So we didn't actually like meet up to them until quite a lot afterwards, but it was just like um, just like doing some like searching through Twitter and stuff to see what's being said at the press conference and stuff like that. And then just saw a bunch of tweets saying, oh my God, MJF just shouting out what culture. I was like, <laughs> what the hell have you said? And you're frantically searching to see what he actually said. And then it's like actually something nice. And we're like, what the hell from yeah. MJF? This is big praise indeed. He never says anything nice about he anyone. He is biased. He so is biased. Yeah, sense. we are his favorite podcast after all. 
What was your what was your favorite match the weekend? It doesn't even have to be AEW because obviously you watch United Champions. It's weird to say it probably came from a show you probably didn't have time to catch up on, which was NXT Battleground. You grounded, battlegrounded, but mom. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's the thing from the NXT podcast. Yeah, I got it. The NXT preview <laughs> on Tuesday was fun, by the way. It was just me and Stacks. So that was slow descent into madness. Yeah, it was an interesting, you interesting experience. Well, and then Stacks obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was an incredibly, uh, quite rightly acclaimed show. I thought. I mean, Dijak. If you haven't watched it, go and watch Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. It is very much an, uh, not to put Dijak down, very much an Ilya Dragunov match. Yeah. Of, Right, we, we're incredibly talented wrestlers, but also we can kick the crap out of each other. There's a great, I saw, I saw it on, on Twitter today, there's a great slow-mo shot of Dragunov coming off the steps in the ring to take Dijak's head off, basically. <laughs> but yeah, talk me through being in the in the arena for uh, an exploding sneaker. Yeah, that one came out of nowhere. So <laughs> Anarchy in the Arena is mental to watch live. Mm. It's so goddamn strange because, like, there's obviously stuff going on everywhere. You have no idea where to look. A lot mm. of the time you just see a bit of a crowd popping and you're like, well, something's happening over there, but <laughs> I've got no idea what it is. Then you've got the whole thing with the band playing all the time until yeah. they got super kicked. Um, it's a very odd live experience, um, but a lot of fun, obviously, because it's just pure chaos. Like, it's, it, it feels like chaos. Mm. Like, it's completely out of control. And in a way, like manufacturing that is something really, really special mm. to actually be able to pull that off. But yeah, it's absolutely insane. And then the whole exploding sneaker thing, my favorite bit was, because obviously like you can't see everything everywhere when you're in the arena. And they did the whole thing where they turned the poker chip around and it had like barbed wire and glass on oh the back God. of it. And then I think, was it Kenny Omega that took the bump into it? So, yeah. But the cameras missed it on the big screen. So it got no reaction in the arena whatsoever, oh. apart from a tiny, tiny group of people who were right next to it who just popped and we were like, what the hell was that? And then they showed it on the big screen. And for Kenny Omega to go through something like that, oh. like a bump onto barbed wire and glass, and not even get a pop from the oh crowd, God. must have been like, oh, what have I done wrong? Um, but yeah, a truly chaotic experience that was a lot of fun live. However, I think my favorite match of the weekend, don't know why, I just probably loved it, was the four-way yeah. The um, MJF, the Four Pillars match. So when it went in with kind of low expectations, because we all sort of knew MJF was retaining. Yeah, but I just thought it was just a really, really well put together mm. Fatal 4 way. It fe felt like four people having a fight rather than, you know, like in Triple Threats and Four Ways where yeah. you get the bit where a couple of people go out and like just sell on the outside while two people go at it and then one person comes in and it's normally like one-on-one -on -one, but with rotating people. This was like, it was like sequence to sequence to sequence to sequence kind of laid out, but it, it felt like four people having a scrap. And because of that, it felt unique and it felt different. Um, and it kind of warranted the sort of four-way stipulation. It was just four dudes going out there to prove themselves, basically. And I really, really enjoyed it. It was strange because I was, you know, I saw all the uh, the talk coming out. For, well, I was away in the middle of a field near Stoke, which is better than it sounds, um, over the weekend. So I was sort of catching all up on this on the bank holiday Monday. And I saw all the people going, was that, you know, the worst AW pay-per-view that there's been? Is that the worst double or nothing? You know, United Champions was getting, uh, quite rightly, getting the attention that it, it deserved and what yeah. have you. And yet, you look back at it and it's like, not bad for a worst pay-per-view ever to have one of the best four-ways ever, like you say, one of the best battle royals ever, yeah. and that insane main event. Like, granted, there was some stuff that maybe didn't live up to expectations or whatever, but and Chris, Chris Statlander's back. That's Statlander's awesome. Statlander's back. Hell of a moment. And like anyone, like sort of discourse on Twitter and stuff like that. But like everyone's saying that the crowd came across really quiet on TV. Yeah. It was not the case in the arena. <laughs> it was really, really loud in the arena because we were worried. Like after Dynamite, because I mean, watching Dynamite live is a whole nother experience because mm. <laughs> it's like you've just, you've got a, like Ring of Honor and Dynamite and Rampage and then Ring of Honor and a bit more Ring of Honor. It's a really, really long ass show. Mm. Um, but because the, like they hadn't sold out the arena by any stretch of the imagination uh, and the crowd was good, but like, like they, they popped for all the Dynamite stuff, but then quite quiet for other things. We were like, oh, is we going to get like a really quiet AEW crowd for Double or Nothing? Not the case at no. all. As soon as that uh, Battle Royale started, um, and the amazing finish with Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland that was absolutely fantastic. It was like, yeah, this crowd is on. So it, it's got to be some kind of production mess up that they yeah. are micing up that crowd. Wait a second, production mess up in Not AEW. Not in AEW. Um, so they need to sort you that out. You could see the production desk, couldn't you, from where you were? Because the your dynamite, photos. yeah. Yeah. 
With words yes, yes. and no written yeah. on it. That I decided was just a sound guy telling himself if he's doing a good job or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they need to sort out that and get that crowd mic'd up properly because if that came across like that on TV, I've not had a chance to watch it back yet, then it was a completely different thing mm. in the arena. And also, like the music, the entrances was really quiet in the arena. Which oh. I'm like, if you're going for maximum pop, you want like just the slam of the music kind of thing. And it was like, why is this so quiet in the arena? It was yeah. a bit weird. I don't... I- I don't. I kind of disagree with people who say, "Oh, they need to get out of Vegas for Dublin." I think they're just, you know, they're not. I mean, they are obviously doing great guns here in the, here in the UK. Yeah, I just think they're on a bit of a downswing in terms yeah. of audience in America. But I disagree. San Diego was fantastic on Dynamite this week, obviously. Yeah, but I just love the dynamic, and also if they keep doing it, then there's a chance we might get to go back there. <laughs> don't take it out of Las Vegas. <laughs> keep doing it in Las Vegas. We got what Philly, hopefully, in the books for next year for Mania. Yeah, hopefully, cross that one off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they should move out of Vegas. I just I love the dynamic of it all, and it just works so well. And yeah, as long as they're not overreaching and saying we're going to do it in a you know football stadium, I yeah. think they've got the. I, I'd rather it be, oh man, you can't get a ticket. It's it's sold out in the MGM Grand or whatever. When if business picks up, rather than uh we'll just sort of move it around a bit. I you know some of them I think have to stay where they are and I, I believe that's that's kind of one of them yeah. if I'm if I'm honest. Um but throughout well, since the last WrestleCulture story I talk on every week on WrestleCulture with you it feels like confirmed official it's definitely happening CM Punk is returning to AEW they're going to do Chicago 3 weeks of announcements. Yes. We're going to do Collision. We are going to do Collision in Chicago, and then as if you needed the confirmation, yeah. which apparently some people did in terms of ticket sales, <laughs> Chicago, uh, Chicago, don't worry, CM Punk's going to be there. Um, it's going to be, it's a fan- fascinating roll of the dice, isn't it? Yeah. Because I, I think it's worth it, if I'm honest. I think Punk's worth it. I you know, insist that as much as I love Hangman Page and Kenny Omega's feud, I think Punk MJF is the best thing I've seen in in AEW yeah, in terms of in terms of a rivalry, and yeah, as long as you balance things out appropriately and keep the right people away from each other, I mean he's a he's a volatile character in the old <laughs> film, but a bit. he is, you know, like, he has been dominating the conversation from the moment brawl out happened. Really, yeah, I am fascinated to see what kind of a reaction. I mean, it's going to be a bit different because it's in Chicago and like historically, mm. you know, like. Same box is massively over in Chicago, no matter what's going on. Where are they for week two? That's what I need to look at. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. But it's like the reaction when they announced United Center when we were in the building was largely positive for the like ninety five percent probably. Uh, but obviously, the reaction on Dynamite this week mm-hmm. was a little bit different. Um, so it's definitely going to change depending on where they are and what kind of a crowd they've got. I think. Of course, they're going Canada. They're in Canada. Toronto. Canada will be, be interesting. Bizarro world yeah. used to be called. Canada is loud, um, so it'll be interesting. But they might be like starved of CM Punk, so maybe there'll be a massive punk town. Who the hell knows? Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated to see how this goes down and how they play it out. Uh, I think announcing him was very much the right decision. They've already done the big surprise announcement thing. They may as well try and sell a few more tickets off the back of it, which inevitably they haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually got a video that is going to be coming out at some point, probably next week on the channel, to look out for that. Uh, we, Me and Simon Miller just basically interrupted a bunch of AEW fans before Double or Nothing and asked them, what do you really think of CM Punk? So we've got a video coming out of what AEW fans really think of CM Punk, and it's very mixed, <laughs> very, very mixed from the extremes of, Absolutely hate that guy. He's like destroyed the business. He's like bad for AEW. Like get rid of him. Never want to see him again. Too. Yeah, he's the best like wrestler in the world. Uh, we desperately need him back in. So it's it, like judging from our small fan interaction mm. at the beginning of that video, it's going to be real interesting to how this goes down. I should apologise to our Canadian listeners. I believe I called them Bizarro World, it's Bizarro Land, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the best. The, 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 I'm not a fan of the brand split. I don't think anyone is really. Yeah. Um, but it's the right decision to do in terms of just <laughs> logistics backstage. And you can now sort of, you legitimately, you know, when they say, oh, red versus blue with WWE, and you're like, ah, AJ Styles just showed up on, it doesn't matter, no one cares. No, yeah. one's, no one's like, I don't watch Raw, I only watch SmackDown. But you could like, genuinely get that with AEW. You could get people who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't watch either Dynamite or Collision because of X people yeah. being on it. Yeah, and if 
anyone can pull it off in terms of brand split, it's AEW. Like Ethan Page said to us when we were just chatting to him after that Ring of Honor video, uh, that they've got like almost 200 people on, mm. on their roster now. Like 200 people is <laughs> really, really must be fun. large amount of people. So to like split that up, it's at least going to like guarantee a bit of TV time for more people. Yeah. So I think the roster's deep enough. I think there's enough stars in there that you can split it up a little bit. Um, and spread it between the two brands, whether it works for every division, like maybe the women's division might get a little bit um, weak if you split it up between two people because it's not got hey, quite got as much we've got one and a half depth. women's matches on Dynamite this week. Did indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least it's an excuse to get another women's match on TV every <laughs> week. So like there's things to be seen, but if anyone can like pull off a brand split, a 200 roster deep AEW is probably the one that can do it. And, you know, I loved Rampage when it started and it is, you know, still an enjoyable watch. But it, the, the the passion clearly behind it in terms of we're going to make this an equal to Dynamite has clearly faded. I yeah. think this is going to be a very different kettle of fish in terms of, well, it's two hours. Yeah. It's essential. It has to be essential viewing, basically. Yeah, 100%. Even, you know, yes, some of your audience, it's Saturday nights, viewing habits, et cetera, et cetera. But just trust that people will watch it at one point or another. Maybe they'll DVR it or whatever, that they'll still, you know... Make sure that they keep up with it, and I think you have to respond in kind with that. You can't, you know, no offense, put some dark elevation matches basically on there, yeah. or just, you know, the amount of times me and Sid are sat in here and I've gone, here's the three, four, five matches scheduled for Rampage, and he's gone, this person's going, this is, you know, there's no unpredictability. Whereas, you know, the vibe of Dynamite is kind of anything can happen, and also, oh my god, this match could easily be on a pay per view. I think you can't just say, right, we'll do Punk first, because like, that's what they did with the Rampage, Punk first yeah. week. And then a, a few big names, and then six months in, uh, just just do a Jay Cargill squash on there. I love Jay yeah. Cargill. Sid spoke to Jay Cargill, didn't he? He did, yeah. She liked my tattoo. Did she? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the Truman Show one. Oh, awesome. Her and Ricky Starks. That's so cool. Um, weird little thing. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Rampage, they fell, they eventually, like, they nailed it for a bit. But yeah. then eventually, as soon as you could see it, as soon as they found the formula, they never changed from mm. it. It was match. Squash match, squash match, match. Yes. And they've been doing that for months, maybe years now at this point. And then occasionally the Reigns really on. are dipping, right, we'll put Moxley on there. But it's make... still the exact same formula. That, and that, never had MJF, not never, once. Yeah. And that formula for the TV show has never changed in like a year or something. Like could... it's mad. Like you mm. can't just mix that up slightly. Maybe do three matches one week. Maybe do like two matches and have two, like, really long match or mm. have one match that's the, the whole show or, like, any, anything different, <laughs> anything at all that isn't just match, squash, match, squash, match, match. And I think also, weirdly, the fact that even it's double, just to double this when you're on a two-hour show rather than a one-hour show, I always found watching Rampage, I could never really get into it because it was over so quickly and also you'd have to cut the balls off at least one match yeah. with the ad breaks. And yeah. I know you have the same issue with, with Dynamite, but it doesn't it doesn't jar so much for me. Yeah. Um, and also, like, this is TV executives putting this on a Saturday night. Like, they, the whole fact that it's on a Saturday night and that might change viewing habits isn't even a factor to them. They know. <laughs> they know yeah. the viewing habits on a Saturday night. They're not just throwing this out randomly. They are prepared for that. They know that this... Or, or expect that this mm. will work on a Saturday night, and maybe even if the ratings aren't quite as high as a Dynamite, it'll still be something really good for the TV executives. Mm -hmm. It's like they know what they're doing at the end of the day. Um, they're not going to be putting it out there and going, oh, this is lower than Dynamite. Yeah. This is a shock. Like They know exactly what this is and what to expect from it. Cue the uh, Bad Faith Actors exactly. on June 18th, it'll be, yes. won't it? <laughs> or whenever the figures will come out. Yeah. So oh, that doesn't, this hasn't done six million. <laughs> it's already been proved that this show is worth a hell of a lot of money for AEW. <sighs> uh, so it's 100% worth it to them. But yeah, I think, well, Rampage is going to absolutely go into the gutter after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's already getting there, but it's going it's to go even deeper. Hey, look. I loved Sunday Night Heat growing up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess the only one I could get because I didn't have Sky. Yeah, me too. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, right, we've uh, neglected to mention something that was referenced in my excellent song at the beginning that I believe is Andy Murray's favourite song ever. Um, and that is, of course, acknowledging my tribal chief passing 1,000 days. He's like 1,007 or whatever it is now uh, as all the belts champion. Um, when do you think this reign ends? I have no idea. I will say, because we obviously did the Night of Champions live stream um, for, for this on Saturday. For the Roman Reigns tag match, I mean, uh, go and watch that. It's still on the channel. But if you want to see a, like a fascinating insight into Sidgwick's fandom of wrestling, yeah, because <laughs> I never really get to watch re- wrestling with Sidgwick. No, he's, like, me neither. At home and stuff. Um, so he goes through stages of, oh god damn it, Roman Reigns' entrance is way too goddamn long. This is, sh-. and then, <laughs> uh, and then, oh my god, this match is great. They're really getting me into it. To, oh, this match is going too long. This is crap. Um, and then I love. I think it might have been my favorite match of the weekend. Yeah, other and than then the like the tropes of things, and he's like getting really angry by it. And it's like, oh, this match is five minutes too long. They've lost me. And then to the ending, oh my god, I love wrestling. This is the best thing ever. Awesome. Just the roller coaster that that man goes through in the middle of a wrestling match is absolutely uh, fascinating. Yeah, and especially with it being WWE. But I loved that match. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The finish was great. Yeah, from. Well, from Roman's entrance, but also from Sammy's entrance, yeah. and Kevin's as well, obviously. But Sammy Zayn with the the promo or the, you know, the talk talking to the crowd and what have you, um, and I just thought, yeah, I maybe I, it got me to a point where I was like, maybe it was the right call not to put the title on Cody yet. <laughs> Nothing on Cody, but I was talking to Miller about this after the show, and we did a why about it, which is on the channel right now if you want to watch it. Um, but we were just talking, like, it's, like, the whole thing with Cody and the, like, finish the story thing, like, that is fair. I think, like, Cody, Cody's story probably should have finished at WrestleMania, and that would have been the most logical thing. However, like, you do kind of have to give props to WWE for having a story in mind for the bloodline and not diverting from it. No. And had they knew where, they, where it was going to go, like, a long-term thing, and they had, like, they had a few things that may have, like, changed it slightly or gotten in the way, I guess. Like, Sami Zayn getting massively over would probably be one of them. Yeah. But then he got integrated into it really well, uh, and it all worked out for the best in the end. The Cody thing, again, like, massively over is the only logical thing for Roman at WrestleMania um, to then do that. But, like, you're not sacrificing Cody in a way, but not diverting from where you actually mm-hmm. want to go with the Roman Reigns storyline. It's like, it's almost, it's not Cody's story to finish. It's Roman's story to finish. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've proved that through the, like, through back, Backlash and then uh, into Night of Champions. And now the sort of breakup of the Usos in the bloodline and things. Like, it has made the TV essential viewing. Absolutely. Well. And it's, it's still great TV. It's great drama. Um, everything with like Jimmy and Jay at the end of that match oh. is absolutely spectacular. And there's still a long way to go from this. And yes, like some things like may have been sacrificed to get here, but they had an idea of what they wanted to do and they've absolutely stuck to it. And I don't think you can fault them in terms of if you remove Cody from it, if you look at the Bloodline storyline as a whole, I think they've done an absolutely incredible job, really. Yeah, if they do the old school, you know, six disc box set, I might buy it because <laughs> yeah. I've loved this from well from day one. To be perfectly honest, when he came in and saved SummerSlam, yeah, and then they immediately just put the title on. There was one they had those weird like we've got pay per view this week and next week. Yeah, what? Okay, and he said his dips. It yeah. obviously has, but like the highs in it are well <laughs> worth the few dips that it's had. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the oh, future. Sorry, the ups are well worth the downs. <laughs> I don't know Branding. what the, the future of Cody Rhodes is because in my head I was going okay. Even after Night of Champions, I was like, okay, Brock's beating him, but he's not 
beating him, beating him. So that he's kind of protected there. I thought he looked great in that match. The, oh, wait a second. I've got a weapon on my arm now. Yeah. It was just sensational. And But Lesnar in that match was spectacular. He had his selling boots on for yeah. Cody. He was, he was ready to work. Um, and then obviously he calls him out on Raw. And I, I don't know where we go from here because there's two, you know, ways you can do this. Run back a third match, either at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam between the two of them. Or which is what I've been campaigning for a long time. Cody wins Money in the Bank, so Brock's not answering his challenge. I think Cody might be on SmackDown tonight. He's advertised for being at the show, but yeah. that might just be a dark match, to be honest. Um, so maybe he crashes the thing tonight, the thousand-day celebration, the reveal of potentially this new belt or whatever it may be. He's got a podium. Love a podium. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah, or he gets no response from Brock and sort of goes, well... Best, best find something to do because Brock's off on his holidays and clearly this message hasn't got through. Cody wins money in the bank. Cody calls his shot at SummerSlam. Like, I can see both options playing out in front of me. You wait to put the title on Cody at WrestleMania, which arguably is too long. Yeah. Or you pull it. But then again, I, I say it's too long. And that was because the day after... Mania. I was like, you can't wait till next year to do this. But it, time has flown by for, in terms of the bloodline story, like you say. Cody's kept himself busy yeah. with a great uh, feud with, with Brock Lesnar. Maybe they've got something else that they're like, no, we're going to take Cody on this tangent now. Uh, and Roman's, gonna, but then the Ro you know the Roman bloodline saga seems as though it's coming to a to a head or a conclusion or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I don't know. How do you how do you see it? Happening. I genuinely don't know. I think every time I try and guess this storyline, Cody and the Bloodline stuff, it, they just go a different way with it. <laughs> You're yeah. just not expecting. So it's, for me, at the minute, I think they should do Cody Brock at Money in the Bank because I don't think Cody winning Money in the Bank is the way to do it. I don't okay. think it, I think he can do it more, not legitimate, but like, like yeah, I guess a, a more sort of legitimate direction for it. I think an, an interesting thing to do would be to put the Money in the Bank on Solo Sokoa. Because um, he doesn't necessarily have to cash in on Roman, but like in terms of Roman Reigns losing control of the bloodline, he's already lost the Usos. Um, to now have Solo Sokoa being a big question mark in his future, mm. I think would just be a really interesting ripple in that. And you could have the thing where it's like, oh, well, he's just holding on to it, so I'm safe. But then is he actually safe? <laughs> and like, it's, and the teasers that Solo Sokoa mm. might actually cash in on him uh, to eventually like break up the bloodline fully. I think, it, I think it shows that we're, we're still in fully invested in it, considering mm -hmm. people, you know, outside the stadium on the, that Sunday night were like, I'm done, that's it. Yeah. And people were saying, right, they, they've really missed their chance here, WWE. I don't think they have necessarily, because I'm now also one of those people outside of my job going, right, they've released the dates for Roman's schedule, and they literally only run up till the beginning of August. Yeah. SummerSlam. So yeah, so there's that, and then there's the reports of like they might be doing Gunther in the main event of a WrestleMania, and your brain goes right Gunther. Well, that makes sense, Cody from the Rumble and blah yeah. blah blah. But then also, yeah, like you say, you're like you've you almost not got enough pay per views now. You got to do Money in the Bank <laughs> and then SummerSlam, and then that's it. That either happens or it doesn't. There's no way you're doing it at War Games or yeah. something. So yeah, I'd have Cody versus Brock at Money in the Bank, and then I'd have Roman versus Jimmy. At Money in the Bank. Ooh. Or a triple threat with Jay. Or a triple threat with Jay, like something. Paul Heyman special guest ref. <laughs> something with Roman and, and Uso um, at Money in the Bank as well. And then you'd have Solo win the Money in the Bank. And then on the road to SummerSlam, Roman's trust in Solo Sokoa completely crumbles. He like ends up questioning everything about his loyalty to him. He's already lost the Usos. And then you like Cody Rhodes hot off the heels of winning a sort of three-match feud against Brock Lesnar comes back in for the Roman Reigns storyline to proper crush him right at the end mm. at SummerSlam, uh, where there's, like, this big feel-good moment of either, like, everybody just screws over Roman Reigns, <laughs> like, the Usos <laughs> and Solo Sokoa and uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens all, like, join forces to kind of screw him over and get Cody that big kind of victory, or just Cody beats him clean kind of thing. Either way, it doesn't really matter, but, like, something at the end of SummerSlam where, like, 
Roman Reigns' downfall is because of himself and all of the people he's alienated along the way. <laughs> a lumberjack match with everyone screwed <laughs> over. And then Cody wins at SummerSlam, and then you can go on to do Cody versus Gunther at Mania next year. But I think SummerSlam seems like a yeah. logical point for this and for the entire like bloodline thing to end. And you can have the moment, you know, the Mania moment. I mean, he's already had one with that uh, Seth match, obviously. That was yep. something we'll all never forget. You could have that again of, like, he's beaten the unbeatable Gunther, potentially, you yeah. know, or the other way around. He's, he's you know, he's sort of still chasing that, holding up the belt at the end of WrestleMania Dream. Like, you listen to the reactions he's getting. He's not lost any momentum, no. you know. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go from here. But I suppose that's part of it. Final question before we move on to this week's Hashtag Hello. Body Good Quiz. Rikishi on SmackDown tonight. <laughs> teased yeah. it. <laughs> I am down with this. Why the hell not? Those tweets were interesting. The one step closer yeah. to a two, well, semi-too cool reunion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm well up for it. 100%. Why the hell not? Bring him in. I mean, they were going to do some sort of stuff like this with, what was it? What were they going to call it a while ago? The, yes. Uh, the summit or tribal summit or something. Yes. I can't remember what they were going to call it. Uh, and get some of the sort of had to change it to the trial, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. all the people in the family in. But yeah, why the hell not? Bring it, bring him in. Get Rikishi back on TV, hundred percent. Well, fascinating to know your thoughts. Let us know on Twitter at What Culture WWE about what's next in the Bloodline saga and and the, the story of Cody Rhodes. But enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Ragav. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, all you need to do subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review on there. Or you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. <laughs> and then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com, just like Ragav has, who writes, Hey, guys, I'm a long-time listener of the podcast. It helps my craving itch for wrestling content without having to watch Raw Smackdown or NXT debate. Oh, and I thank you for that. I also want to thank Wilborn for all the catchphrases he's provided me with. <laughs> I now address my dad in Don't the, encourage him. In the dad's voice. <laughs> and he's learned to live with it. <laughs> and Louise, my wife, can relate to that. <laughs> Haven't we all? Um, <laughs> thanks, guys, so much for the banter, insights, and genuine passion for this iconic sports. Love to meet you guys in person someday. Or you guys could visit me in India using Stax's Worldwide <laughs> Airlines. I've never been to India. Really fast, I fancy that. Um, Sincerely, Ragav. Thank you, Ragav. Um, so uh, this week's quiz, Phil, it's a lesser quiz, I suppose, to you, more of a test. Okay. Um, but you <laughs> did well last time test. we did this, and you got 10 out of 10 or something, I think. Or was that Nicholas? Yeah, it's probably not going to happen this time. Um, it's all about wrestling guilty pleasures. Okay. Um, because I... Uh, Read a great thing today about uh, it's annoying this because Murray would have really appreciated this. Gangrel <laughs> and his love for Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. I see. So Interesting. I've, uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Each their Didn't, own. Wouldn't have seen that coming, but no. Fair. fair. Um, so 10 questions, multiple choice. You don't have okay. to shout your name. Okay. Because it's just you. <laughs> um, but just remember, it's just for fun. Just for fun. Um, question number one. What did website whatculture.com <laughs> rank as the number one wrestling guilty pleasure in February of 2020? There's a list written by one of our brilliant contributors. Was it The Broken Universe, Sting versus Jeff Hardy at TNA Victory Road, <laughs> Bray Wyatt's <laughs> WrestleMania 33 ring projections, or The Undertaker versus Goldberg at Super Showdown. Oh, dear. Number one wrestling guilty pleasure. My head pleasure. went to Bray Wyatt stuff. Just <laughs> it's Bray Wyatt stuff. Uh, I'm going to go with the Broken Universe Ooh. stuff. Although I don't know if it would be a guilty pleasure at this point. But why not? Broken Universe. No, dear. That's uh, wrong. They're all on the list. Versus Undertaker. It was Goldberg versus Taker at Super Showdown, which uh. might be worth a rewatch now. <laughs> Who's it? Did Ryback challenge Goldberg to a retirement match yeah. recently? Have you seen Ryback on Twitter recently? No, he's blocked. He's losing all, his he? mind. He's, he's not blocked me. I'm fine. But <laughs> he's, he just keeps on popping up, yelling at Elon Musk, saying, "Why have you taken my Twitter away?" And he's just tweeting. Elon Musk saying, why have you taken my Twitter away? And he's like, my engagements are down and uh, I can't advertise. And it's like, maybe your engagements are down because you're just 
yelling like a stupid old man. Like, old man yells at Cloud in The Simpsons. It's just Ryback to Elon Musk. Really weird. Go check it out. Yeah. Twitter's, <laughs> Twitter's strange at the moment. <laughs> Twitter it's a weird strange. old place. I think, uh, you know, they're very much incentivizing. Like, oh, your tweet's got three likes. Maybe you've got Twitter blue. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Are you ever tempted to get Twitter blue? Like, in a weird no. way, it's... I mean, I'm possibly tempted. useful for our jobs. It would be very useful for our jobs, but I just cannot bring myself to give Elon Musk any money. Yeah, and I can't bear, you know, doing one of my excellent tweets that I do, <laughs> and that meme of like this MF played for, paid yeah, for Twitter. Hundred percent. If Future were going to buy it for us, yes, hundred percent, I would use it. Maybe we'll do the MJF Sammy thing. I'll pay for yours. You pay for mine. So technically, we haven't <laughs> we're paid, not for it. paid for it. Then, uh, was it the tenor? Something like that. It's really expensive as well. But yeah, if work were want to pay for it, I will 100% take that. Don't tell anyone. Because it would be really useful. Yeah. But I'm not going to buy it. And what's this outgoing from our journey? Nothing! <laughs> uh, question number two. Nothing. That's just so strangers on the internet can like me. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Dolph Ziggler admit to listening to as motivation for a workout or ahead of a show? Okay. Christina Aguilera. Seems legit. Britney Spears. Okay. Madonna. Okay. Or Taylor Swift? I'm going to go Christina Aguilera. Go with the first one. Any particular song you think he's... Um, Gina Bottles and Banger. Yeah, that's the, one, the only one I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, dear, that's ah, wrong. Very close. The other one, Britney. Britney Spears. Britney's the got, other Christina. <laughs> Britney's got an absolute belter of a back catalogue. Hell yeah. Like, not just the obvious ones, guys. Circus. <laughs> Britney Spears, man. I think yeah. I'd go and see Britney Spears in concert. Like yeah, we were in probably. Vegas and she was doing a residency. Yeah. 100%. Fair. I've seen Penn and Teller. Done that. I've not seen Penn and Teller. Would oh. have quite liked to go see Penn and Teller. Met him afterwards. One of them was more talkative than the other. <laughs> Thunder Rosa went to see David Copperfield. Someone recommended. <laughs> was it Copperfield or what's the other weird? Is it Chris Angel? Or oh, yeah. Also, David Blaine's still going in Vegas, apparently. Still. <laughs> I never know. You never. It's a. I don't know what what stage of David Blaine we're at. We had like the awesome initial David Blaine, where it's yeah. like, I don't know. I think it was on like Channel Four, and he's yeah. in Street Magic, and then just hanging really out with celebrities. Street Magic, and then and there was like, weird David Blaine. Sit in a box, cool. or stand on a big pole. Yeah. What? Good for you, David. It's not magic. Levitate. Do you think you just go see him, and he's just still in a box? Like, that's just him. Just go. This point. is worth it. <laughs> um, question number three. Max Dupree. Oh. They remember him. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Titillated the juices of your guilty pleasures. I bet he did. But how many matches did he wrestle for WWE? Was it zero, two, five, or ten? Oof. The character matched. Yeah, 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 yeah. He must have wrestled, surely. But I can't actually think of any. Was it none? He must have. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to bring, like, all right, you want to put him in NXT, that's one thing. You want to just make sure he's, I mean, he's done work for years at that point. He was great yeah. in TNA and yeah. NWA and what have you. But, okay, put him through NXT for a bit. Kills it in NXT. I think, it was, I think his last match was against Gunther, actually. Yeah. And they go, okay, time for the main roster. And you're like, here we go, Yeah. Your Max Dupree. And the thing is, Maximum Male Models, still to this day, I oh. love. Yep. But <laughs> not having work at all? <laughs> it was a really odd choice. And then they just went, yeah, no, that was a mistake. Yeah, just go back to LA night and do it. Now he's yeah. your favorite, well, one of the favorites from Money in the Bank, quite rightly. Yeah. Um, right, we're talking cheap meals now as guilty pleasures. Mm -hmm. Which wrestler's guilty pleasure cheat meal is donuts? Hello. Is it Edge? Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, or Kane? <laughs> um, Braun Strowman, he seems like a donut guy. Mm, he does. No, dear, uh, that's wrong. It's Edge. Mm. I think the rest of them all were just meat. Yeah. Big steak. I didn't want to put Baron Corbin in there because that was obvious. Yeah. Um, a guilty pleasure of many... Is Bray Wyatt's House of Horrors match? Of course, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? It went on with Randy Orton, of course, but at which pay-per-view? Was it Backlash, 
extreme rules, payback, or great balls of fire. <laughs> cursed show. Uh, I got no idea. Let's go backlash. Mm. No, dear, that's God wrong. Payback? Yeah. Mm, that was the other one. It was... Uh, <laughs> I saw a trick there because they did that immediately after Mania. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you assume? Yeah, payback, yeah. But they just made, blah, 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 blah. made the rules as they went along back in 2017, I think. <laughs> uh, what right. a world. Let's move on to another memorable moment from a Saudi show. Titus World Slide <laughs> at the Greatest Royal Rumble is one of the best guilty pleasure moments ever. But which wrestler... But where was Adam Wilborn during this? <laughs> <laughs> but which wrestler came out just before Titus O'Neil, number 38? My word. This, all these people were in it, by the way, so think of the ground this covers. Baba Tunde, <laughs> Baron Corbin, The Great Carly, or Shane McMahon? Oh my. What a roster. I have no goddamn clue. I have uh, no, no idea on this one. There's like 50 people in it. How am I supposed to remember this? All I remember is like that, Daniel Bryan's chest. Mm -hmm. Was it him and Cass at the end? Big Bill. Big Bill. I can't, I can't even remember. What were the options again? Oh, no, of course. It can't have been. It was Strowman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Babatunde, Baron Corbin, the great Carly, or Shane McMahon? Great Carly. Why not? No, dear. That's what wrong. Was it? Who was it? Baron Corbin. Uh, uh, he's just shown up in NXT, and I'm really kind of happy about it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, what's he doing there? I thought, this is awesome. Um... I really hoped it was Shane McMahon. Yeah. Because, like, he'd been like, everyone's going to have their eyes on me for the next 10 minutes. Oh, no. And then here comes Titus. <laughs> this feels so, like, it is a sliding doors moment, that, isn't it? Because if they'd have had the, the like, LCD screens or LED screens, <laughs> that's yeah. a very different <laughs> That was, like, a couple story. of years later or something, sliding headfirst into an LCD. Or just that beam that they have sometimes. Yeah. Or you could have like quite easily hit, like there is still a beam under the yeah. ring, but there's then the gap, obviously. You could have quite easily just gone headfirst into that. Because yeah, you look at it and you're like, is he not putting his arms out there? Yeah. He's just trying Straight to... Straight down. Incredible. One of the greatest moments of all time. And then they were just like, right, we're going to do a gimmick for you. Oh, cool, what is it? You can't get in the ring. <laughs> what? Uh, the Rock recently revealed, or not recently-ish, Revealed a guilty pleasure song of his. Okay. And you'll be pleased to know this is all uh, different wrestlers' guilty pleasure. So I'll tell you who it is if you, even okay. if you get it wrong. Is it WAP? <laughs> we all know what that stands for. Flying Without Wings. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. <laughs> or Rock Star by Nickelback. Well... I don't think The Rock seems like a Nickelback guy. What was the third one? How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. I kind of want it to be that. I could see The Rock having some disco moves. <laughs> uh, what were the other ones? Wap Flying Without Wings or WAP? I'm going to go with... Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Bee Gees, why not? No, ah, dear, that's wrong. I'm doing really well here. That's Christian's favorite song. Actually, he had a several, but that was one of the ones that really caught my eye. It was WAP. It was WAP. Uh, he's got a bit of a thing for Megan Thee Stallion, I think. Yeah, I could see that. Because uh, he's referenced her on several interviews. Uh, so that's a thing. <laughs> Fly, uh, Nickelback was just because it had the word rock in it. Yeah. Um, but Flying Without Wings, do you know who that is? Finn Balor. Of course. <laughs> You do you, Finn. <laughs> uh, right. Chris Jericho was... Hang on. Where are my manners? And this is a, a wrestle culture tradition. Can I tell my Las Vegas Chris Jericho story? Yeah, oh, go wait, on. I'll find this. Open while you're doing that. Uh, bumped in... Well, I didn't bump into Chris Jericho, but saw Chris Jericho wandering around the MGM Grand. The night before Double or Nothing, I will say. So, it, like, all the way through this, just picture... Uh, what Adam Cole was probably doing at that time, like maybe playing a bit of Nintendo Switch and going to bed early. Yes. <laughs> but uh, instead, at like midnight, <laughs> out was Chris Jericho uh, with some kind of drink in his hand, like a whiskey or something, some kind of spirit. 
four women on his arms, <laughs> dressed very much like Chris Jericho. Amazing. Like the character, wandering around MGM going, oh, did you recognize me? And taking photos with, with fans and stuff. The most inconspicuous person you could possibly imagine. Four twenty-something women on his arms, just wandering through the MGM Grand. That's Chris Jericho. <laughs> the life of Chris Jericho. And uh, it turns out this is also Chris Jericho. <laughs> Don't you dare look back. Keep your eyes Wait, on me. Wait, is that a guy? I said you're holding oh, yeah. back. She says, shut up and dance what? with it's me. This woman is my destiny. She said, Well, he didn't just appear on The Masked Singer. A few years back, he was on season 12, I think it was, of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, but he was eliminated on Guilty Pleasures Week. But what dance did he do, Phil? Oh, my. Was it the cha-cha-cha, the tango, the Viennese waltz, or the rumba? Now, this won't help you if you've been watching his clips because he did all of these dances. I can imagine. Uh, I really hope it's the cha-cha-cha because that seems like the funniest one. Oh, I've got it on the wrong button now. Oh, the tension. Where are we? Where are we? There we are. No, dear, uh, that's wrong. It, it was the tango. Why am I getting it second time? Every Do you know time? his best one was? Was the Viennese waltz. He scored 26 out of 30 on that. Nice. Interesting other fact. I'll just pepper these in. He was... He got eliminated. Obviously, I think you're like if you're in the bottom bit, you're like in danger. Yeah. And you go to a public vote. Yeah. Do you know which celebrity he was up against in the public vote? Oh no. The Karate Kids. <laughs> Ralph, what's his name? <laughs> I bet he's good. But he's just personal yeah. grudge. I'm never watching the Karate Kid again. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> Love it. I'm trying to book a feud. Uh, question nine. Which wrestler admitted in 2013 that they always wanted to be in a boy band? Probably Zack Ryder. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Straight out of game. <laughs> Got one. <laughs> He's uh, a man of principle. He is. He knows what he wants and he likes what he knows. I, I watched, know. uh, I told you about this, but I watched a video of uh, wrestlers talking about their guilty pleasures and people are like, oh, probably like Justin Bieber. And uh, one of the wrestlers, um, even in 2013, not too sure about that one. Not too sure you should be saying that on camera. <laughs> Love it. Have Who? you heard his uh, karaoke of Backstreet Boys? No. He, he was never going to make it as, oh. a, as a boy. He could do the singer. moves. He could do the moves, but the singing, eh, not so much. And again, that's it. I mean... Sorry, Matt Cardona. Love you, but mm, not your strong point. <laughs> I think the thing is, it's like groups of like four or five... There's always one you like. Yeah, can't you can really hide away sing. in the background. You just well, do the you could chorus, just the and they just, one. they just go. Oh, Mike Cardona, he could be the bad boy. Ooh, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Oh, he's out of control. Which one would you be? Uh, the nerdy, lanky ginger one, obviously. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Carry a kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd never had dreams of. I think my parents bought me a guitar and immediately regretted the decision because. I remember I used to go to guitar lessons. Yeah. And I think me and the instructor both knew this is a waste of our time, isn't it? I'm never going to learn this. I was like, oh, pressing the strings hurt my fingers. <laughs> I've got very sensitive hands. <laughs> so I remember my strategy also used to be drop the plectrum in the guitar. <laughs> Kills so five minutes, doesn't it? Oh, I can't bloody get it, get it out. Oh, anyway, should we go and get a drink or something? <laughs> Brilliant. My parents wouldn't buy me a guitar. Uh, they were like, oh, no, if you want one, you've got to save up for yourself. So I did, and I bought one, and then I just had it on really loud all the time, playing some down riffs. Screw you, Dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> what you get. I also, I bought a bass guitar when I was in uni because <laughs> we were going to start a band and everyone else could actually play instruments. Fair, so you and chose I, the bass. To be fair, I was more you, committed this time around. If were hurting on a guitar, you're not got a chance on a bass no. guitar. No, what was I thinking? <laughs> but I do remember I was more committed to this because I bought the big bass guitar... And it came with a little amp, and I learnt uh, Seven Nation Army yep. straight out of the gate. And then maybe like a Radiohead, I can't remember which. Right, that'll do. 
<laughs> Nailed it. And then my mate, he was actually a guitarist. I was like, oh, I've got a gig. I ain't got a bass guitar. Can I borrow it? And I gave it to him and I just never asked for it back. <laughs> You're welcome, Mark. Great bass guitar career. Uh, finally, Ivory. Lovely Ivory. Lovely Ivory. Uh, recently was chatting about her job that she did after wrestling, which she admits was a bit of a guilty pleasure of hers. And so she just went, oh, I'll do that instead. She's, you know, a wrestling legend. But what job does she do now? Is it school administrator? That makes sense with the whole right to sense yeah. history. Political pundit. Hello. Dog groomer. <laughs> or placenta chef. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a weird one to make up, <laughs> but also a really weird thing to do. Like, is that a thing? Surely not. It's a job. It's definitely a job. Percenter chef is a job. Wow. Uh, I don't spoke to Anna Louise about the whole what would the whole percenter idea. Oh yeah, you're gonna get Ivory to come and cook you. Pop, pop over. Hey, we'll make a video out of it. There you go. Um, cook, Millie, uh, Marie can cook with Baron Corbin. I'll have. <laughs> Anyway, who do you, what do you reckon she uh, does? Uh, dog groomer. Why not? Yay! Yay! <laughs> Who's a placenta chef? No, where have Google, you got this I from? Googled you just Googled weird I didn't jobs. want to put chicken sex because that's like the obvious one, isn't it? That's the one mm -hmm. you always go for. So I think I... Sorry to, sorry to the uh, IT admin at, at What Culture. <laughs> He's like, Wilborn's uh, searches get really weird on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> so I, I think I will have Googled weird jobs chicken sexer. Because I wanted, like, a list. <laughs> yeah. And I found that. And on there is, yeah, it's like a delicacy in okay. some countries. Um, I mean, it's Anna Louise's call with everything. Our <laughs> child, obviously. <laughs> Makes sense. But I, I think that might be where I draw the line. Well, supposed to be very nutritious. Uh, political pundit, of course. Tyrus. Of course. <laughs> yep. That's the pundit you want. <laughs> You and see, if you're not watching him... What's his face? Uh, Billy, what's his name? Billy Corgan. Yeah. Uh, saying, oh, if you're not watching Corgan, you don't like wrestling or whatever he was. Well, uh -oh. I guess us here at What Culture don't like wrestling. <laughs> Just while we're on the subject of not... Well, I was going to say subject of nice people, and then we realised we've been talking about Tyrus and Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just while... Like, just skipping back to Ivory and on the subject of nice people. Just want to like give a shout out. Can you know when we go on these trips and you just meet some like lovely people? Oh yeah. Um, just genuinely, like everyone that we've bumped into over the course of the trip in Las Vegas. Absolutely lovely. Everyone that was hanging around for ups and downs and stuff and just everyone that came and said hello. Lovely, lovely people. Thank you all. Um, but uh, Thunder Rosa, massively nice to us over there. Uh, super great person. Great, good human being. Um, uh, Ethan Page was absolutely lovely when we were there. Um, chatting away, fan of the channel. Uh, we met the director of AEW. Wow. Um, and his assistant director, which I kind of nerded out for, not going to lie. Yeah. I probably marked out more for him <laughs> than for <laughs> any of the wrestlers. And I was like, oh my God, you watch what culture? This is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, it's strange so they, that. So they watch as well. Um, they were really nice. Uh, bumped into Willow Nightingale. Oh. We went to this little like, VIP after party I'm jealous thing. of that. Well, can you imagine? She's a bloody lovely person. Who knew? Right? Imagine if that was just a gimmick. I know, right? That would have been Piss the worst. Piss off. That would have been the worst thing possible if you bump into Willow Nightingale and she's an absolute twat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she was absolutely lovely. Oh, we couldn't awesome. hook up right, to do an interview or whatever, unfortunately, because um, the timings and things yeah. just didn't work out. But absolutely lovely. Um, Aubrey Edwards, we saw her oh. as well. Also super, super nice. Um, so yeah, just the nice people we bumped into. Sean Dean came and like met us in yeah, the was, crowd of Double yeah, Nothing, didn't so like, he come could come through, meet yeah. Simon Miller. Super nice guy. Uh, so yeah, just nice people being nice. Just thought nice people deserve shout outs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I should, otherwise I'll forget, and then people might complain. <laughs> the school administrator, Mohammed Hassan. Ah, of course. Which I'm glad he's. he's yeah, it was uh, definitely doing better than he did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Three points in total. Yay, I did it. Which means Phil Chambers, <laughs> by default, <laughs> you are the winner of this week's quiz. <laughs> Let us know how you got on on the quiz at What Culture WWE. Of course, watch there on Twitter. You can follow both of us. You can follow Phil Chambers at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Adam at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said, and of course. Uh, still, you can check out from earlier on today, uh, Simon Miller doing the ups and downs for Ring of Honor, the show he's actually at with the boys. Uh, you can check out our 
Rampage preview because it's you know good show for once this week. Um, and you MGF's can ch- favorite podcast I've heard. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and you can check out uh, our SmackDown preview with me and Michael Hamlet talking all about my tribal chief and his 1,000 plus day celebration. Um, very interesting to see what happens tonight with that. Uh, but for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil Chambers. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 